I see things. You laugh at an old man. <laughs> There's them that laughs and knows better. In the TV cameras yet? That's what I'm kidding right now is this That's weird right. show. It's a dog-eat-dog dog world, and from where Watch I up. sit, there just ain't enough oh, damn dogs. He's watching you, friend, I guarantee you that. Dude, I feel... What was that? Throw them into darkness for a few hours and then sit back and watch them. We may ask what is real. Anything beyond that. He's a liar. The demon is a liar. He would like to confuse us. They pick the most dangerous enemy they can find. Psychological. And it's themselves. Powerful. As a dog would not be here. All we need to do is sit back and watch. That's right. It's a dog eat dog world, and from where I sit, there just ain't enough damn dog. For where I sit down, they're just eating up the damn stuff. Welcome back to another episode of Freaky Fridays. Uh, yes, today is not Friday, but uh, unfortunately, one of the weeks that me and Lee do our Freaky Fridays show, uh, we will not be able to do it live, so we are pre-recording it. And uh, all you YouTubers and uh, Twitch and Twitter people get to see this pre-recorded one done early. Uh, so, uh, welcome back to, uh, again, like I said, Freaky Fridays with, uh, me yeah, and General Lee from Subconscious Realms, my, uh, co-host, partner in crime slash friend. Um, yes. today, very excited to actually have somebody on who does paranormal investigating. Uh, today we have Kellen from the Lone Star Paranormal, uh, Research, right? Yes. I said it correctly. All right. I want to make sure I say it correct. Uh, so, yeah. So, um, yeah, we have him who is a paranormal researcher. And if you want, if you don't mind, Kellen, uh, you can let everybody know where they can find your stuff. And if you want, give a little bit of a background of, you know, what you do and you know, how'd you get into this stuff, if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, yeah, you can find our stuff on Instagram at Lone Star Paranormal Research. Um, we also were starting a YouTube channel um there's a typo in the name so it's lone star without the the e um so yeah we put all our clips up there and i usually make um comprehensive videos about our investigations um yeah i'm a texas paranormal investigator um i started the team off with a co-investigator who took a little time off but he's coming back so justin sutter is a part of my team. Um, I do a bunch of paranormal investigations around Texas, and I've done a few in other states, um, Oklahoma, Kansas, um, Kentucky. That's about it so far, and New Hampshire. So I'm actually from New England, 
So that's kind of how I got interested in the paranormal. It's very old and lots of uh, obviously turbulent history, old houses, old buildings. Um, so yeah, I've been interested in it for a very long time, but didn't really start investigating till I got to Texas. So I did a little bit in New Hampshire, but I was a little bit more of a like graveyards, like ghost walks, kind of more just the researching and looking into it. I didn't really start hardcore investigating till I got to Texas about two and a half years ago. Nice. So, did you ever? Uh, I think they have. Um, I think they have like uh, what are those ghost walks at uh, in Salem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't been to those ones, but I've been on ghost walks. I went to one in New Orleans that was. It was sweet. It was fun. New Orleans is crazy. You don't even realize that, like, the streets you're walking are, like, soaked in blood, basically. Lee, wasn't, didn't we have, um, didn't we have that, there wasn't Dark Waters from there? Yeah, Texas, yeah. For sure. No, yeah, New Orleans. Yeah, he mentioned something about New Orleans. Oh, like, yeah, did I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah Sorry, right. New Orleans, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he, he himself had said that, like, you know, not, not too many people really know about like the history and what really goes on over there. Oh so, yeah, it's there like, a, it's a, like a hotbed of occult paranormal activity. Yeah, he mentioned voodoo and, and all and all that, didn't he? Which is which is vampires, um, pirates, religion. So like the religious people, like they a lot of people like there's like a vampire culture there. So like the Catholics and the vampire culture. There's a lot of blood. And um, vampire culture, what the fuck? People like like the vampire lifestyle, like they think they're vampires and they sharpen their teeth and only come out at night and the whole thing. They like live that way. It's crazy. That's that's a lot of Vikings use sharpen teeth as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a lot of dedication. There's this this one bar in New Orleans that's called the Dungeon. And it's literally an old dungeon. And the back wall is, like, made of, like, human skulls. And I guess, like, crazy, like, occultist, you know, politicians and whatnot go there and meet. Really? That's interesting. So, cool. I went there. And what place is that? Have you have you actually gone there to, like, do research? Oh, yeah. It's called the dungeon. And to get to it, you have to go through, like, this tiny, it's, like, kind of turned sideways, like, this super long, like, alley. But it's, like, super thin. Like you definitely have to like go through it at an angle. It's like sh- shimmy sideways. It was, for a while. It was like it was, yeah. It was into like the vampire culture, and some people went there and were never seen again, and all this stuff. So, have you heard of um, Somerset Bellinor? The what? Uh, it's a Countess Somerset Bellinor. No. I like to. She's got allegedly a daughter runs. Um, Cannibal Cafe, somewhere around that area. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. there's also uh, Madame LaLaurie's house, which is super haunted. She's like the first female serial killer, basically. She right. she, I, she was like super well-to-do, like well-off, had a big mansion, would host parties, all that. But she'd buy slaves. Oh, and... yo, I heard about this lady. She was off yeah. the fucking hook. She was just like knocking everybody off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead with the story if you want to tell, tell the story. Oh, yeah. It was like, so, you know, a little bit, but um, it was like some human centipede shit. Her husband was like a surgeon, and they'd keep, they'd buy slaves and put them in, like, 
the attic, which was like a torture dungeon. They'd like sew their eyes closed and like put like feces in their mouth, like cut off their limbs and like sew them to their legs. Cause the dude was a surgeon, so he could like rejigger stuff and whatnot. But eventually, like they, they, like even though slaves didn't have rights, they still like had some rights. Like she would just go to the slave market and buy new slaves and they'd be like, where are all your slaves going? And eventually there was a fire. So the fire department went in and like found her like torture dungeon and all that. Yes, I heard of. Yes, that's a, yep. So I'd love to get in there. Trying. Oh <laughs> yeah, I mean that just from. I mean, I hate to say it, just from the probably the trauma that was going on there. I would assume. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know. You know. Actually, you know what would be a good question to ask you. What is it that you think when you are doing your paranormal investigations? Like, what is if you were a ghost? If you were to go somewhere, what are you looking for that you think is going to bring you evidence for paranormal for paranormal activity? Like I was mentioning, like you know, trauma or stuff like that. Like, is yeah. there places that you will go to specifically because you think there's reasons to give you paranormal activity? And and if and if so, what's the re- like? What is it that you look for? Yeah, there are a few kinds of places. There are like old family houses that have been passed down through the generations. Um, and those, I think they sometimes have attachments because, you know, family wants to see other family like grow up. So the same spirit, like the house kind of becomes full of like a lineage in a way. So that's like the kind of theory for like old house hauntings. Um, then hospitals, hospitals are a safe bet because so many, there's so much, it's like, it almost like opens a portal. There are like different types of things in there that aren't just human spirits. Yeah. Like asylums as well. There's shadow figures. There's weird things they call creepers, which are kind of, they crawl, they change shape. Um, and those are like spotted in a lot of like hospitals. And I think it's just the mass amount of death and the mass amount of life in the same building. Cause like people are born and people are dying at the same time for many, many years. Um, so I think that creates like some weird, and there's so much like emotion in hospitals. Like no one goes there cause they're having a good day. You know, it's all accidents and trauma and people go there unconscious. And if you pass away when you're unconscious, do you know you died? Like, yeah, so that's so that's that um imagine that imagine it's like you kind of go into a dream and then you just don't wake back well up. there's there's crazy shit like um oh, out of body like basically death experiences like people have in hospitals where they're dead but they come back like while they're out and completely dead like their brain's dead flatlined you're like observing what's happening to them and they could like accurately like tell them what was happening, who was operating on them, what was happening. There was one lady who she, like one of the monitors that like, I don't know, some instrument had like numbers on the top of it. And she was able to tell them what the numbers were on the top of it because she like was floating over her body. So it wasn't just like a hallucination. Like these people are literally out of their bodies and then they're revived and they come back. So you think about if they didn't come back, if they weren't saved, like, you know, would they stay that's like a ghost that's been and then came back. So like those people have like probably the best understanding I'd say. That's, that's, that's a, that's some deep shit just for thinking of uh, about a ghost. Yeah. (laughs) That's hospital hauntings. Then there's obviously nursing homes. Like so many people out of their mind 
So when they die, they don't know they died either. So they're still kicking around. Then there's also disturbed land hauntings where like, you know, if there was a house there or a graveyard, like you think about all the people who have lived, they're all died and buried somewhere. Yeah. So you start building a house, it's a new house. And you're like, okay, you move in. For some reason, it's haunted. Who knows how? But like, brand new houses can be haunted. You know when I was so, and I think the land. When I was growing Wait. up, I lived out on a Long Island, and uh, I was near Lake Ronkonkoma, and that has its own like story with the the Indian, where you know, I think this this Indian princess, whatever this Indian chick, she wanted to hook up with this dude. He wasn't an Indian. I don't know. He drowned. Something. Blah blah blah. You know, so, but there was like, you know, supposedly Indians around there. There's a lot of streets and areas named after Indian tribes. And, you know, there was a lot of, you know, when I grew up, I, you know, my parents even believed there was something up with our house. But like, for some reason in the area that I was at, it wasn't like an uncommon thing for people to think that they may have actually had like some kind of paranormal activity going on. And everybody was always like, whoa. You know, there's supposed to be Indian burial grounds, and we're right by Lake Ronkonkoma where there's that story with that Indian girl. And also a bunch of Indian wars, like, with the settlers and all that. Like, they came over on good terms, but all through, like, the, you know, late 1600s and early 1700s, like, there was some, there were some wars between the Indians and the natives, and that was, like, all throughout New England. It started in Plymouth, but kind of migrated throughout... New England, up into New York and Maine, and even Canada a little bit. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, I was covering, and I'm not even going to get into how I even got to, you know, tracing names back to Suffolk, England. But uh, we were covering. Uh, me and my co-host on my other show, The Occult Rejects, we were covering Skinwalker Ranch. So it's kind of paranormal Ooh, still. I love that. And uh, I was trying to uh, trace Bigelow. I want to know where the fuck is that guy's family really from. For other reasons uh, For other reasons that we... I'm not going to... It's too much of a banger. I don't want to start talking about the show. It's actually going to be a wild fucking series. It turned out completely different than we expected, but... Um, you know, from, from doing that and taking people's names and trying to actually find out who they related to and where they came from that have been associated with that ranch, I did f- actually notice that around the 1700s, there did seem to be a big, big influx of people yeah. coming from, like, Suffolk, England, actually, <laughs> to, <laughs> to <laughs> Long Island, <laughs> Suffolk, Long Island. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking down there, mate. But, yeah, I did notice that there was a lot of that going on. And just, like, around that time, even in the United States, you could see, like, there, there was the problems where, like, yeah. Indians and, 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 you know, us, we were having issues then, too, well, because that of was, land and religions and stuff. Skinwalker Ranch was... Um, oh, that was the Utes. Yeah, the Utes and the Navajo getting into it. And I can't remember who cursed who, but uh, that's at least the legend. But I think there's more to it than that. Oh, like the, oh it's the ground insane. is like supercharged. The ground's like a battery. The yeah. whole ranch is like a giant bowl, like a charged bowl. Like it's like a weird space where like portals like open mm. up. I think I think you nailed it right there, my man. A portal. What? Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. I mean, I don't want to. I'm not going to go into really too much of it, but from what we're getting out of it, 
you know, it's being presented to us maybe in a in a pretty way, in a way that's consumable. But like, there's some serious fucking shit I think really going on there. Like you said, if there's oh, yeah. a if there's a portal, if there's a real fucking portal, that's like actually fucking serious. Well, there's a lot of stuff there. Like, <laughs> like they get said, like, oh yeah, it's just a portal. Like you have to think about that. If that shit's true, that's fucking serious. Well, just like weird creatures are seen, then they just disappear. It's like yeah. they're there, then they're not. So it's like coming through, and then it's like mm-hmm. it's like two portals, like kind of coming through, like that sort of. I think, and then they pull apart. Yeah, I think it's, so it's like kind of not. It's a good place for oh. a manifestation. Oh. I think <laughs> you know. Yeah. But yeah, but what I was getting at with uh with Alpi, you know, where I grew up, that was a, the disturbed ground was a uh, yeah. seemed to be a thing that was a uh, you know known for why there was a lot of uh, you know hauntings, I guess, by us is because of the Indian burial grounds. Yeah, I remember something like that around the Amityville. Uh, I'm sure there is. Yeah. Well, there was the Amityville know. horror, but that, I've that's heard that that's a little overplayed. Yeah, but. So. I've heard that's, um, but I don't know, I've never investigated it. So, yeah, one of my boys actually, uh, it's funny how, like, even on TV, you know, of course, in the movies, I guess, I mean, they can't make it perfect anyway. But my boy did live, did used to live on that street until he moved out of his family's house. He lived like fucking across the street, three houses down from the house, the Amityville Horror oh, House. Really? Oh, yeah, his family was there, his parents were there when it happened, and everything too. Like, but, uh, yeah, but, um, the house. <laughs> I mean, they have changed it, but like it, it's also not as creepy looking as it is in the movies either. And it's yeah. it, the boat yeah. dock is completely it's completely different. I'm sure the movie's like a lot yeah creepier than the actual place. Like uh, what's that other movie? I'm blanking on the name right now. The Conjuring, The Conjuring House. That movie's insane. And then I know people who have gone there, yeah. and, like nothing happens. Like I know people who have stayed there for a week, and like it's pretty calm. In the house, yeah. Oh, so this, you can go and stay. Yeah, you can if you rent it out. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. You guys are close. You should do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh, it's in like Rhode. Where the uh... Conjuring House? I think it's in Rhode Island. Yeah, I, I think you might be right. Yeah. What? Yeah, I was going to ask you. I don't want to start getting into like. I want to talk more about you. I was going to actually ask you something about that whole situation, but I'd actually like to rather hear about some of your experiences. Um, if you want, I mean, you want to tell us like one of the more, I guess, impressionable, you know, one of the ones that hit you the hardest, or the, that left um, an impression on you, one of your uh, studies or researches. One of the things, like, like the live ones that I've, like sometimes you don't realize stuff until you get back and review all your cameras and stuff. So that stuff's just as mind-blowing, but you don't realize it in the moment because you're, like, in the dark. Uh-huh. As far as that, I caught, like, uh, at Nazareth Hospital, I caught a shadow figure, like, peeking around the corner, then it goes back. So that was a pretty, pretty crazy experience just because, like, I was back in this room. I could just feel there was something watching me, and I was, like, calling it out, like, spinning my camera around, seeing if I could see it. Then I was just panning my camera around, and I saw it, like, it was its head was poking out from behind a door and then it just like goes oh. over. It's crazy. Just like a black mass. So that's the craziest. That was one of the craziest things I've found, but <clears throat> craziest things live are usually, um, actually I've seen two apparitions like with my own eyes. Um, Shit. 
But I guess one of the craziest things was we were at a bookstore in Temple, Texas. Um, and I was like, it was, it was, it's what made like you, a, if you don't mind me, I'm sorry to interrupt you. What made you pick this place as well? Because you said it was a bookstore. I found that interesting. Uh, one of my investigator friends, he's been there a few times and there were reports and stuff. So he invited okay. me down. All right. All right. No, I thought maybe it was known or, you know, I don't know. No, not really. Or maybe bookstores like were known as a place to check. I don't know. I don't know about this. No, stuff. no. But it was like one of the most one of the more impressive, like I've got more stuff there than I have at some like infamous locations. Did you get like the whole ghostbusters part? Like in the library? Nothing crazy like that. Well, I was asking them to, to lift up books and there's so many books in there. You can't tell which one it is, but you could hear the corner of books lifting up and like dropping on the shelf, just like a little bit. And then like towards the end of the night, um, cause it was a speakeasy before it was a bookstore, like back in the Whoa. day. So we were calling it out on one of those spirit boxes. We heard like the name Tom, even though I don't like really believe in that. I'm like, well, something I'll call it Tom if it's Tom or not. I'm like, Hey Tom, do you like alcohol? I guess not. And then we just hear from the back room. It's good. Like three people heard the same thing and we heard it like live. It was super loud and definitely a disembodied voice. Like it was like all around you. And that one actually got on, it picked up good on our cameras, and we actually have it on our oh, that's fucking great page. So, yeah, I'll send you the link to that one afterwards. That yeah, man, for sure. I'll, yeah, I'll put if you have any stuff that you want to send me after the show, I'll add it to the links. If you have any specific okay. stuff, I'll, cool. I'll add that all into the notes, man. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. If you have, I'll put the if you have figure footage. in there in that one. Yeah, um, awesome. Then another one that was probably the most in- <clears throat> intense, and like I'm not usually that scared. Because, I don't know, I'm just not. But a way to kind of get in that mode is to do, like, isolation sessions where you're, like, by yourself. That kind of drives up the fear a little bit because you don't have, like, friends around and stuff like that. So at Waverly Hills Sanatorium, um, do you know anything about that? No, no, tell us. It was the largest tuberculosis um, sanitarium in the early 1900s like they'd ship people there from all over the place and it's like their their own community um not to bring up not to bring him up again because i know we were talking about him off the year <laughs> did, did zach baggins go there yeah, yeah. <laughs> i fucking knew as soon as you said that i was like yo fucking zach 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 has been actually, there. i actually did the same thing he did that's kind of the experience but um <laughs> just a little bit more that's about the history awesome. <laughs> i love there it there wasn't there wasn't like um, really good treatment, so they did like a bunch of crazy stuff there. Um, basically, eleven thousand people died there. Oh, wow. So a lot of people, and it was so wow. that they had this five hundred foot tunnel under the hospital to bring people out, so that the people still there wouldn't just see like funeral cars and driving off. So they'd take them out secretly to like this train. Oh my so god! It would have looked like a that. fucking drive-through with all the dead people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Basically. So we investigated the whole tunnel. There's like a like a ramp that goes down like 500 feet into the ground that you could like put a gurney on and like go down. But that wasn't the crazy experience. The crazy experience was in the preparation morgue. I did the uh, the isolation session. So I laid in the body cabinet by myself for like Ooh. 20 minutes, <laughs> and like about six minutes in, the door to the morgue just started like creaking open like by itself. 
And after, like, I was like, oh, okay. After a while, I got out to check it out. And the door, I said, do that again on command. The door, like, moves, like, half an inch. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Just, like, creaking. So that was scary just because, like, I was in the cabinet. Like, I'm like, what if, like, something, like, appears, like, right? Like, I'm just, like, looking up. So that's just kind of, like, a vulnerable position. But also, like, stuff happens. So it's pretty, pretty creepy. Damn. Uh, I was going to ask you something yeah. about that. And then I actually I saw a full bodied apparition there, and I just feel bad because like when you see something like that, it's so amazing. But I was just like kicking myself because I did not have my camera on, even though it was pointing oh. that way. Oh, it went right by in front of me. I'm just like, oh man. <laughs> Holy shit! And how long? How long so, were you? Did you investigate this place for? Like, how long did you? Did you uh, stay? Like a good while, probably. Like, I think we left at like close to four in the morning we start at like six at night so quite a few hours but it's a big place like it's uh i don't know it's huge it's like it's like you can't even like fit it and like it's huge it's a giant hospital basically all abandoned now is there i mean i've noticed i mean i don't know if just people just do it because everybody does it but like is there a reason why uh, everybody seems to always do these at night as well? Like, I'm assuming, do you always do your research? Do you oh, research? yeah, yeah. Is, um, I mean, is it just because that's when everybody seems to do it, or is there a reason? I mean, to me, I would do it for occult reasons. I would probably do it at night myself, but, I mean, I don't know. It's better for a few reasons. Um, it kind of, like, heightens your senses uh, because in the dark, like, your hearing's better. Yeah. You're, you're just more aware. It kind of cuts out a lot of stimuli, but also they're rarely like looking for attention. So when it's dark out, it's, I mean, they're more likely to walk down halls and stuff. I think, I don't know. Um, but then the IR light, like the night vision is like a different spectrum of light. So you could see different things in that light. Like if you have like laser scanners or something that's invisible to the human eye, like if you look at it through an IR light, you'll see like it like scanning and stuff like that. So the actual different frequency of light can pick up different things that are invisible to our own eye. Oh, for sure. Yo, we don't see much at all, really. We've seen a, no, a very really. small sliver. Yeah. yeah. So IRS picks up a lot of stuff that you just can't see. What kind so. of uh, what kind of equipment do you use when you investigate? Um, I kind I like I like to. Film, but I also like to investigate. So, like a lot of like, obviously, like the TV crews and stuff. They they don't have a camera or anything. They're like followed around by a huge camera crew and all that. But I use a, um, I kind of like the best of both worlds. I use like a tiny little police body cam on a selfie stick that has like night vision, and that's just it's, it picks up so much good stuff, and it's just easy to film and investigate. And I have it on a little tripod so I can put it down and do things, but it picks up a lot because sometimes <clears throat> I'm sure do you know what an EVP session is. Yeah. 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 Okay. I figured you did, yeah. but um, for people who might not, who are just listening, it's a electric voice phenomena where you take a tape recorder, you ask questions, you wait like 20 seconds for answers and you ask a different question. Then you listen to it back. And sometimes there are voices there that aren't there, but on my camera, it has the same thing. So oh, nice. I'm filming the whole time. So when I get home, you know, sometimes there are voices there that I didn't hear that answer questions or, you know, 
all this stuff. So it's good for that because it's just like a running audio. It records everything. So, yeah. So you, use, um, uh, you have a camera. You use uh, yeah, EVP. Camera, I like uh, REM pods. You know what those are? It's like a... It's a device with an antenna on it and it emits like its own EMF field. And when the EMF field's broken, it will like light up and make noise. So that's just a really good motion detector. So now how would you, uh, because I was going to ask you if you used EMF detectors. So I would assume that if you were using that, that could throw off an EMF detector then too. You really couldn't count on it. But the field's so small, like it stays the thing. Um, and then even EMF detectors, like you have to, that's not like a definite, it's kind of more of a a clue. Like if you're, like an e, like a lot of things emit an EMF field, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, you know that. So it's not necessarily a ghost, but if you're walking around a abandoned building with one, you get like a little blip or something, that's a good indicator that something might be there. I would assume, like, when it comes to EMF and maybe, you know, I'm not trying to make it sound. I, From what I get out of it, if I was to go investigate somewhere and from how I've seen it, you would also really want to read the whole area and get an idea of what the actual, like, it will have a baseline. It can have an average everywhere of, let's say, like, 2.3 or something like that. I'm just making up a number. Yeah, it's a really good point. Yeah, so then it's like, you know, now if you see a 5 or a 6 somewhere, that might mean something because you know whatever but you do yeah. have to you have to also realize there may just be average emf coming from whatever's in the structure of the place as yeah. well. you have to take so you always have to do a baseline reading you put it close to the floor you put it close to every outlet sometimes just like the back of the building will have like a a low field and stuff like that have um, you ever noticed um have you ever noticed date with running water affects that at all uh I don't know if it affects the EMF field, but it does have an electric charge. And there's a lot to be said, just even about like wooden buildings and stuff like the wood um, holds water and moisture, which is a conduit water molecules, like kind of hold memory. So I'm wondering if like that somehow stores the spiritual energy. Uh, But yeah, water is a big one. Water and stone, wood, Things like that, they just they have that. I think I think it's because of the humidity, maybe, and probably like the oils, like people like rubbing their hand on, like the DNA is like in the wood, basically, of like old houses. People live there for a long time. Yeah, the oils like always rub. I mean, not always, but if you live in a house, like touching the walls and stuff. Yeah, no, I see what you're getting at. I mean, yeah, I mean, fucking, you leave a fingerprint somewhere. There's DNA evidence. Well, yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> like, and, you know, so it's crazy. Have you ever had, um, like, an entity, like, attach itself to your and like that? Yeah, I've had, I've had some entities, like, walk through me. It just feels like a... Oh, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a weird feeling. It's just like, I was like, I was like my face is getting cold, and then you just feel like a, a brief wind, and you're like, okay. One time I was standing by a closet where there's no, I mean, there's no, I was standing there for a while and just like a breeze just like went over me. I was like, okay, that's weird. Cold spots. Um, in that bookstore, just like uh, the hair on one of my legs just like stood up for like a few seconds. I went down. 
just like weird <laughs> stuff happens. And I, th- and once, um, I was in a bathroom and I felt like one hair get pulled and I was like, is that my imagination? I don't know. I'm not going to mention it. So I didn't mention it. Then like a few minutes later, someone else used the bathroom. Like, yo, something like pulled my hair while I was using the bathroom. So I'm like, are you serious? That happened to me too. Just like a single hair though. Like not like a, I can just feel like one hair moving. That's crazy. Yeah. And then once I felt like something like flicked my finger, just like, it felt like it was, it was weird, weird feeling. So, yeah. I had a, uh, you know, Jonah, I'm sorry. I'm trying to look now. I did have a question from a while ago. Uh, I think something about Los Alamos, Texas. If you've ever. I have not been there. Texas is so big. Like we did an investigation in Texas. Oh, the Alamo, the Alamo. Yeah. Oh, the Alamo. That's not that far. I haven't, it's kind of like, that'd be hard to investigate. It's right in the middle of San Antonio. There's so much noise and, It'd be cool, but it'd be almost impossible to actually investigate. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a, you know that's a, something that I'm, it's a good thing to mention that I want to ask you a question. I would assume when you start to investigate outside, you know, compared to inside a place, that can totally change the whole game, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't love investigating outside, but I have gotten a few good things outside, just like disembodied voices and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I, I yeah I've heard that it's just like a. There's just so many more things that could be contributing to what you... Yeah, it's not like an isolated environment. There's wind, you know. If you hear a noise in the woods, like, that's not... It's probably not a ghost. (laughs) There's like a 99% chance it's not a ghost, so you can't say it is a ghost. But, yeah. Some graveyards are okay. I I forget the name of it, but I guess the kind of like raised graveyard in New Orleans has a bunch of like shadow figures walking around and stuff that you could see. Have you Whoa. investigated any graveyards? Uh, well, like when I first started, yeah, that's, that's the easiest thing to investigate. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. I yeah. guess. I mean, now when you, if you were to go investigate these things, I mean, do you just like, just go and like, or do you have to like get permission technically? I mean, places you have to get permission. Oh, all right. I, I'm not trying to, that's not trying to make you incriminate yourself here. Anywhere you wanted, it would be easy, but. Yeah, you have to have connections and, you know, if you want to investigate a building, you have to talk to the owner and, you know, do they want their building investigated? Um, Yeah, I don't do a bunch of house stuff, private stuff, just because, I don't know. I would, but everyone who does house stuff thinks they're, like, possessed by a demon and I don't, I can't deal with that. Like, I can't exercise someone or I'm not going to cast someone's demon out, so... (laughs) I'm Yo, are you, have you ever seen anybody that's um, yeah yeah one of my good friends who's a investigator he's more he's into that that's basically what he does is like house calls for people with issues but like a deliverance minister he's not a minister but he he's been doing it for so long like and he's, right, right. he's more about the dedication in that field a lot of people like think demonology is cool so they want to be a demonologist so it's kind of like a hobby slash larping thing <laughs> if you're really going to a battle with a demon you better be committed to uh to- i don't want to ask you you know uh, since you're you would probably know better than me i've i've given it a few minutes of research because i was like 
Oh, how do I get like a fucking certificate or a degree in demonology? I mean, is that? I mean, yeah. do you do you count that as being? I mean, what is behind all that? Like, does that mean this person really knows anything, or like, is there like actually like people that are legit with that? Oh, I mean, like the Catholic Church is a legit program <laughs> for being an exorcist. Yeah, no, but I'm saying like you know how some people like on you'll see on paranormal shows or researches this person supposedly a demonologist. I mean, what does that really consist of that you, from your experience in the paranormal community, what kind of knowledge does this demonologist normally have? Um, well, my friend who does it, he could like recite like the demonology scripture while he's like holding someone down. That's a big part of it. Being able to read. Yeah, no, no, I'm saying like, is there like, would you, in. Would you know, like, do they actually have to, like, study, like, occult stuff to understand, like, specific demons? And, like, do they have, like... Yeah. Like, I was just wondering, like, how deep does this get? Like, do you actually have to, like, know? It's, like, really complex. I think demons are, like, a... They're basically, like, a psychological parasite. I think. They just, like, they get on, they basically infect you. Then once they... They could destroy you once they get in. But first they have to, I think it's infest, oppress, then depressed, and then they could um, possess. That was interesting. There's like a bunch of like layers of like a possession. Like you're not, if you have an attachment, you're not necessarily possessed. It could just be depressing you. But there are also a bunch of other things to factor in. Like, if you have no issues in your life and you've been, um, everyone has issues in their life. But basically, a lot of people that had issues with drugs in the past, they kind of become schizophrenic. So that could kind of give a false positive as a demonic possession. So you have to be able to rule all that stuff out. Like, if someone's just like a happy family man sort of thing, and then all of a sudden, you know, all this stuff's happening, it's, it's different scratches and you know, there's a bunch of stuff to look into. Have you actually have you studied? Had, sorry, go ahead, Lee. Go ahead. So sorry, mate. Have you studied the lesser key of Solomon? No, I haven't, no. Right, okay. Yeah, 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 I was just wondering like even if stuff like that was involved, like how deep does that whole demonology go? That that's fine. Yeah. Uh you mentioned, you know, marks, and I know you're talking about people being possessed, but have you ever uh during your research or any of your investigations, have you or any of the people you've done stuff with ever actually been scratched or harmed? I did. Yeah. I've only filmed one exorcism, but um, when I got uh, the next, I was wearing pants, so I didn't feel it at all. But the next morning, I woke up and was going to the gym, and I had shorts on, and I had the most brutal scratch on my leg. Like it was all the way like down the back of the calf, and had like this like weird cross thing on it. It looked like a ruin. It was crazy. So yeah. the only time I've been scratched was like during an actual like exorcism. So. <laughs> wow, that was at an exorcism you saw that just this happened. Yeah, well, like a minor, right? It was. I don't. He was. He was kind of like a hard guy, so he wasn't fully possessed, but he was definitely oppressed. Um, so he fought a little bit, but this is it was bad really possessed because he was a big dude. <laughs> Maybe we could talk about this a little bit more. Uh the possessions and stuff and the exorcisms because I find this yeah. very interesting. You know, I, what I, you, you really piqued my interest when you said something about, my opinion, 
I do think sometimes poltergeist and some demon or type possessions people think possessed really is being done by the person themselves. Yeah, it can be. You know, I, I do think, like, in my opinion, if you were to have magical experiences and not know, like, what it was and you weren't trying to do that, you could actually start possibly seeing shit that would make you think it's a poltergeist. As crazy yeah. as that sounds, like, you may literally be making all these doors open around you. You know, you know how people sometimes say all oh, the fucking drawers in the kitchen open up. Like, you literally might have done that yourself, believe it or not. It's yeah, crazy. That might sound even fucking stuff. crazier yeah. than a ghost. You know, that might be even harder to comprehend than to think it's just some ghost because that might sound a little bit easier to, to believe. Yeah. But I do believe, like, that some of that stuff is really straight from the mind. I mean, even in occultism, a lot of stuff when it comes to demons, believe it or not, there was kind of like a, a, like almost, I wouldn't say a split in the community, but there is people who are like, actually believe these things are real entities. And there's people who are like, no, that's just like a, a, a frame of mind that you allowed yourself to get yeah. locked into. Yeah, that's actually a different kind of uh, poltergeist activity. That is a real thing where the activity is actually tied to someone that's not even dead. They live in the house. They don't know the activities because of them. <laughs> like it's weird yeah or like or or a person or there could be something kind of separate but somebody's feeding it yeah yeah you know that's that's that would make sense as well when it comes to magic but uh if you don't mind go over like how from how you know it and from your experience you're mentioning these stages do you mind going over those stages um yeah, so infestation. I'm not an expert on this, so I'll just oh, kinda... well, you got more to say than me. Ali does, I'm sure. <laughs> <this>, so <laughs> infestation is basically the the initial. Um, you kind of have to have some hole in your aura, I think, like some weakness, some mental weakness that allows it to attach. But usually, that's um, someone who's kind of like. You know, they're very naive, kind of a victim kind of mentality. They could be easily attached. Or if they have, like, some trauma, that's kind of, like, damaged their psyche. Mm -hmm. um, and then I guess one of the most common ways is to have gone into a building or participate in some type of spirit board, satanic ritual. That stuff, <clears throat> like using are, a, a Ouija board. Yeah, yeah. You think you think an Ouija board can actually uh, do that? Oh, that's I wouldn't use it. Like you shouldn't use that because <laughs> that's like I, I, I really like, actually don't know what to say about uh, that. I'm I'm not disagreeing yeah. or I'm really not sure what to. I mean, I'll be totally honest with you. I mean, it, the problem with that shit is that's like for one, you don't even know why the company who's making it. What they're I mean. <laughs> You could go out and buy a pack of cards, and the company that made it could have actually done a ritual for the fuck. A lot of that stuff, like for the plant, just so we hope we just sell these. You know what I'm saying? Like Lon Milo Duquette admits to doing that with his own tarot deck, hoping that he sells them. He put a fucking he did a little spell for this shit on the first print, you know, the first deck. So it's like, how do you know that's not done with um, Ouija boards or really anything just to sell it? Yeah. I mean, you can you can draw a Ouija board. Like yeah. it's about it's about the the intent yeah yeah um, it's basically if you're lucky you'll do it wrong and won't open a portal but. 
You know, the one time, yeah. and I only fucked with an Ouija board once, and it wasn't even, it was so funny. It was me, a couple of dudes, and I think we cut out a triangle. We fucking used, fuck. I forgot, we like, some kind of like, I think we had like these, it was like a thumbtack, but like something, I think thumbtacks for the bottom, <laughs> and like drew a board, and like literally made our own, and we sat there, and we're like, all right, this is fucking, so who's pushing <laughs> yeah. it? We're like, who's pushing it? But like, that was the one time I ever fucked. I never actually messed with the real one before, so. Well, you got lucky, because yeah. if you do it the right way, you're going to open a portal up, and. See, then again, I think it all, yeah. Ill, if, if everybody's concentrating, that's again, I think comes from the mind. Who's it to does. say like, everybody there isn't making something happen? It's a lot of the intent goes into it. Like that's, um, you know, it's like a ritual in a way. And yeah. I mean, I hate to like make a Ouija it board is like if you had like a fire hose and put it in your apartment, it'd be super easy to just turn on the spigot and fill your apartment with water. But then how do you get that water out of your apartment? That takes like expertise. So playing with the Ouija board is like turning on the spigot and not knowing how to turn it off. Oh. So you're just like leaving a portal open that anything could come through if you do it right. Interesting. Interesting. So, and you, I mean, there's different, obviously different ways you could summon evil. Like, uh, yeah. obviously you've studied satanic stuff, so you probably know something about rituals and. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, or at least you could. Yeah. Yeah. Like all those occult elitists and whatnot, like, Moloch and all that they know what they're doing you think the the global elite don't know this stuff they do oh yeah you know exactly yeah people know exactly what the fuck they're doing when it comes to that shit um real quick because i don't want to forget uh eric had asked uh common you know listens and jumps on a lot so i don't want to forget I'd be interested if he has ever done any investigations in chicago uh, we have some great graveyards reported to be haunted no, I haven't. That'd be cool, though. All right. Just to, uh, I can't remember where, but yeah, someone I invested. Oh, and, and Eric also did add, I don't know if you know who Tracy Twyman is, but he said that Tracy Twyman made him believe something comes through the board for sure. Oh, no, Tracy Twyman used um, Wheezy boards often, didn't you? I don't know, but I do know that she was a uh, great investigator, and I think she—I think she understood the occult in a certain aspect. I will give her credit for that. Yeah, yeah, she uh, apparently summoned Baphomet and Kane to yeah. Ouija board. Yeah, that's not a, the Ouija board one. Sometimes could be him, or another one is uh, Zozo. That's another one that is that like the Ouija. same name that was on? Uh, isn't that on like a fucking Led Zeppelin? Album covers, Zozo? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Besides, besides the other occult images on that uh, Led Zeppelin yeah. 4 album. Well, Jimmy Page was super into the occult. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't... Yeah, I don't I don't even know if, like, if he would... I don't even know if he denies it. Like, I don't think he comes out and admits it. But I don't he, think he yeah, denies he it either. Yeah, Yeah, I mean... I mean, back then it was like rock and roll, cool, like whatever. Yo, even if he denies it, fucking David Bowie admits that he, that him and he was both magicians. So regardless of what, regardless of what Jimmy Page wants to say, David Bowie already said he was anyway, and I believe him because he was admitting that he himself was, you know? Yeah, that was like a big movement in like the 70s, like the occult, spirit board, stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I ended up kind of taking you off this whole possession thing. So, the, are you talking about the first stage? What was the second stage? Or did you get into that and we already passed that? Uh, infestation. 
oppression than than depression. So oppression is just kind of like start. It's like the kind of the road to depression, I guess, starting to make you like question yourself and stuff like that. But once you're fully depressed, then it could really like be like the virus that kind of comes in and takes over. Um, but it is, it's weird how they respond to like the Catholic religion. I don't know how, maybe you could exercise them other ways too, but I think it's just the, the call to a higher power and energy that's like above them that could cast them out. Um, have you ever, I don't know why they respond to Catholicism. Yeah, I've often wondered. Sometimes I just think... Like, it'd be interesting. Like, there's probably possessions in countries that aren't Catholic, and I'm just wondering how they deal with it. They might call it something else. In Middle Eastern cultures, there's something called, like, a jinn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm wondering if it's the same sort of thing. And even here, there's there's elementals, Mm. which are more of, like, a Native American thing. Um skinwalkers are kind of in that realm of things native american conjured spirits so i don't know if you could you probably couldn't cast out in one of those with catholicism so you know it's funny you mentioned elementals and uh you know when it comes to magic for air like the elemental would be like i think they're called like a sylph i might be saying it wrong um, but basically, believe it or not, basically, that's what a fairy is. And I don't think most people have this little idea of this, you know, cute little fucking Tinkerbell type thing flying around in your garden. And technically, when it comes to ritual magic, I can tell you a fairy is not fucking that. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like a stick figure sort of thing. It's just, I mean, it's something like a little bit more, I think. It's... It's not something that's just small. It's kind of like a, it could almost even be just a concept or a mindset, but like kind of like like a cloud of something that's just swooping and infecting people's minds, like an egregore almost, can kind mm-hmm. of almost be a fairy in a sense, or a sylph. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, or it could be something like you're getting at where uh, yeah, it would be more of just like, a, like a, 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 an airly body. Some, you know, I don't know how to explain it, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the spirit world has some weird stuff. There's also, I guess, like if you take like the drug DMT, you literally, everyone goes and talks to the same entities. I don't know what they are, but everyone has like the same experience. and goes. I've, yeah, I've heard of a lot of a reptilian experiences with, uh, yeah. with that. Actually, Lee, haven't you probably had on people that have, have used DMT and talked about it on your show? Um, I have, yeah, actually. Um, Do you ever remember them having like any commonalities or mention lizard people? For some reason, <laughs> lizards are fucking big with DMT. Yes, uh, salamander type uh, entities. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I guess you think like, you know, in it. Yeah. yeah, if you take it in like a group, like everyone has the same out of body experience, like everyone sees the same thing, which is weird. You know, you were talking before about uh. You know, I had somebody on, you know, I think it was when you were talking about, like, how ghosts, could you, like, not even remember that you died? Uh, <coughs> you were talking about, like, weird stuff like that. You know, I had somebody on for an NDE, and, I mean, they said that they saw, 
the car, you know, themselves after the car accident, hovering above their body, yeah. sort of the whole thing with like the ambulance and the people there. You know, they totally had that out of body experience where they like were even looking down on themselves. Yeah. Now I, I heard this this lady was in a kayaking accident, and she was like dead, dead, like at the bottom of a river for like twenty minutes. And she oh, watched, I might have heard about this story. She watched them pull her body out, all this. Like, she knew. She could tell the clothes they were wearing. Like, and she wasn't even alive. So they don't know how she did that. You know, <laughs> like, you, you, you she know, was dead for 40 minutes. That might, you know, believe it or not, that might be the story that when I listened to it, I was like, holy fuck, I need to find an NDE person to come on my show. Because, like, there was things in that story. I think it's the same lady. She, like... Got caught like in a rock or something, and I think ended yeah, up like yeah, yeah. just drowning. She was just like, you know, she was fucked. She just drowned, and uh, you know, the story was amazing. And I was like, you know, that I to me it had a lot of, I had a lot of things that I thought I've experienced with magic. So I was like, I need to find somebody with an NDE story because I think there's some commonalities. And yeah. from any of the people that I've spoke to and the guy that I had on my show, that definitely is. Even the more I've looked into it. I find that, I I find that very fucking interesting. Because she was literally dead for 40 minutes. And she remembers the whole thing. And was watching them like take her body out of the water. So, Well, I, I think that is, yeah. that's like a ghost that's come back and been able to like talk about it. <laughs> so, But she said it was, she said it was like, it wasn't bad at all. Like it was like peaceful and euphoric. And so I don't know. We're having a, we have one listener that said on, on DMT, I heard angels singing and I felt like it was my birth. I was at, I was at my birth. Interesting. Yeah, that's pretty well. I was yeah, well, DMT is like the, the chemical that your body naturally releases when you're like dying. So yeah. it is like a weird realm chemical. You know, and then, and then she's saying, and I find this interesting, uh, Melody. Uh, I was drawn to the water and had to get into the shower for my entire trip. I don't know. Was it? Was, it might have been on with you, Lee, or maybe maybe it wasn't. Sorry if I'm wrong. Um, we had a guest on. Maybe uh, we were. I I had even said myself. I almost feel like, and uh, you kind of mentioned earlier with water as well. Like to me, I almost look at it as liquid consciousness. Too, you know, in yeah. lack of better ways of saying. It. You know, so I could see, like, if you're on some sort of, if DMT is actually helping you have an actual real spiritual experience, like a positive one, I could see how being attracted to water might make sense. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Water is also, like, purifying, and, yeah, water literally does have, like, a memory, basically. Yo, I mean, like, some weird jam- I had a, uh, weird- sorry, go ahead. Oh, it's all good. I had a guest on one time that uh, I know. Uh, fuck, what is her name? Taylor. <coughs> Taylor Lena. I've had her on my show before. She's kind of, I mean, I don't know if you call her a witch. I don't know what to call her. She's into spiritual stuff. I've had her on for shadow work. And I think she even mentioned one time that, like, you know, she does a lot of her meditating in the shower. Um, I used to do ritual. I'll admit it. Before I did my ceremonial magic, before I did my rituals, I took fucking... Most of the times, I did do a fucking ceremonial bath. I filled that fucking tub up. I put salt in it. I added whatever herbs, oils, whatever shit that was going along with the ritual that I was going to do later. The associations, you know, I did all that shit. I sat in there. I meditated. Uh, We had another person on, Jordan, um, Golden Teacher. I mean, he even said that 
sometimes you get some of his best ideas and shit. Um, on, you know, people, you're sitting there, you're in the shower. Sometimes you just get the best ideas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like a thing just pops into your head and you're like, fuck. You know, I was taking a shower today. I was thinking about, like, maybe there's something to do with that. You never know. Yeah. I also think that's just, like, unplugging. Like, people are so, like, into, you know, people always have to have an iPod or some kind of content coming in. <laughs> and when you're in, the, when you're in the shower, it's like, I mean, unless you have a radio or something, it's like you with your mind for however long you're in there. So Sorry, my, my boy just said, how do you fit in a bathtub? It's fucking <laughs> He's he's lucky I fuck with this dude every day. I talk to this fucking guy probably almost every day. This dude Jonah, he's a cool ass motherfucker. Thank you for jumping. Thank you for jumping on, man. He's 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 probably one of the most realest fucking dudes I've met too. To be honest, this guy's fucking funny as fuck too. Yeah, but uh, 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 yeah, yeah. I just with water, I definitely think you know. And you were even saying with paranormal activity, running water. They say running water helps with that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of places have, um, well, one of the towns I investigate a lot is Mineral Wells, Texas, which literally has, like, mineral-rich water, like, running under the whole town. So there's a lot of paranormal activity there. That's where the Nazareth Hospital is, and, uh, yeah, but a lot of the, yeah, a lot of water is definitely, yeah. What kind of, uh, what kind of chemicals or, like, minerals are in there? Do you know specifically um, offhand or? Because I would think, I, I mean, like that and running water, you could really maybe get something going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, people went there for like the cleanse. That's how like the town got founded, basically. The mineral water, people would go there to like heal and stuff. They'd go sit in the mineral baths, just oh, like wow. springs and whatnot. So, yeah, there's like the Crazy Water Hotel there, which is a hotel, but it also has like. <clears throat> Um, mineral baths that are actual like the springs so you can just go sit there in it and stuff so that's cool uh, yeah and uh, in the, you know, Melody did say just now too even uh, Constantine movie uh, Keanu went into water as a portal so did Seven and Stranger Things if you do think about it it's, it's, I think it's used constantly. Water is always just used as showing like the abyss yeah. of the spirit world in itself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even in most religions, it's used, you know, obviously bap- baptisms and holy water. And it's there's some Japanese guy, I can't remember his name, some scientist who showed that like water has memory. Yeah. That you a microscope. And he'd play like classical music, all different types of music, and the the molecules would change. Yes, yeah, you, like you, you could freeze music, it. It'd be like beautiful, and if you played like metal, it'd be like crazy. And yeah, ugly. I've seen that where it's like they uh, they'll send they'll play some type of music or some sound, and like they do something where it's like they they just freeze it real quick, and you'll actually catch like geometric shapes. Yeah. Yeah, like in the fucking water, and and you could see how like some like you said with like nice maybe like you know higher pitched or angelic type music or whatever nicer stuff it will have a prettier a prettier design and like something that sounds fucked up actually kind of looks fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> you're like yeah, that just doesn't that's, look as good like as the other. That intent, like obviously, like classical music supposed to be beautiful, and the water reflects that. And then metal's like all chaotic and the water reflects that. So you could really like 
imprint intent on water. You know what's you know what's weird that you just mentioned classical. Um, there was a uh, I'm not going to advertise it because I don't try to promote like people to do magic, but there was a, an online course, believe it or not, that was free. And it took you about 15 to 20 years to finish if you wanted to fucking do it correctly. So I kind of assumed, I kind of assumed, and the, and the person who ran it, I kind of looked up, and uh, they weren't big into secret societies. They actually kind of shit on them. So I was like, all right. I was like, I see what they're getting at. And it was much more of a personal thing. It wasn't really based on, like, I don't think you had to believe in, like, any certain specific pagan god to actually do this course either. You know, so I, I found that intriguing. Um they did mention, like, you know, it was like in one of the beginner things is like learning how to cleanse yourself and cleanse your area. This person did suggest, like highly suggested, to actually play like old classical music inside your house. Like that type yeah. of sounds and tones. Some For some reason, you know, they, they didn't get into it that early, but they did kind of explain that like that does stuff to the air and will, you know... Certain frequencies yeah. can make a change of what's going on where you're at. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's super interesting. Yeah, and I, I find that interesting that they say classical music. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, I actually sometimes would actually try to do that. Like, I would play, like, specific stuff if I cleansed, like, my house when I was practicing. Um, I mean, it was <coughs> it definitely made it feel more enjoyable for me. But uh, I just found it interesting that you just mentioned classical music now and I've seen it, like, written down, saying use classical music to kind of, like, clear your, your area. Yeah, no, it's definitely definitely good stuff. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I listen to when I'm going to sleep. <laughs> so, what, uh... Damn, I was going to ask you. I have these questions, and then I fucking forget. I just want to get too stoned now. <laughs> 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 Lee, you want to ask him anything? <laughs> I'm sitting here getting stoned. Yes, mate. Just one minute, please. All right. Oh, you know what? I think I actually had somebody who asked uh, a question, and maybe I didn't get to it. But, uh, oh, I did want to ask you, uh, holy water, have you actually ever used that or had seen it used, like, on an exorcism before? Uh, I haven't seen it used in an exorcism. Some psychic mediums I work with sometimes. They always bring like holy water and put it on themselves and me when I'm leaving graveyards. They have like a whole graveyard ritual they do. It's like walk out of a graveyard backwards and like leave coin and put oh, some kind of <laughs> cleansed water on you. Yo, like, I've never done that. That's wild though. Okay. Yo, because like there was like, you know, there was like certain things, uh, when I like I when I first started practicing magic, you know, when I went to I was very big into um talismans and uh I I hate to say like the easiest way if I guess if anybody understood it was kinda like like hoodoo, but I wasn't using it like in the hoodoo sense. Like I was taking like stuff associated with the Kabbalah and I was like kinda using like hoodoo practices. Like I would make little bags. They would have like specific herbs or roots in them or yeah. stones and shit. And, uh, you know, that, you know, was to, uh, you know, to, like charge with something. I, you know, I totally actually fucking forgot where I was going with this now. Fuck. 
<laughs> yeah, no, that's crazy. So yeah, the one time or a lot of, in a lot of cleansings, they use sage. You have to walk around every corner of the house, every little crevice, and put the sage smoke in it and say prayers and stuff like that. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Oh, but, but like I was gonna say, like I would even like like make my own blends of stuff too, and like even burn yeah. specific herbs and shit. Yeah, and, and do believe, but uh, yeah, whatever. And the thing, the reason why I even asked with holy water is that I myself used to believe it or not. Uh, oh, what I was getting at. Let me finish with the hoodoo thing. I thought it was funny that you mentioned fucking a coin. Because in those times when I did kind of like do uh, like one time, I think I wanted to like banish something. So I had to get like graveyard dirt and they suggest like it's like suggested amongst like, you know, witches or ceremonial magicians or practitioners or whatever you want to call yourself to like leave like a coin behind or a payment behind when you take the graveyard dirt. And you just said that now. And I was like, that's so funny how that's like even a known (laughs) thing among like. The occult community, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. and that's in the paranormal, you know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. that's a funny crossover. Um, in the holy water, I myself believe it or not, there was where at, when I was practicing, there was a um, there was a pretty big and really nice Catholic church a few blocks away. Um, I actually, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the Catholic church itself, uh, but but there is something. You know, I think there there is something of, 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 of worth there. And I did believe that when I was inside that place, like I did get like a positive feeling. So I did oh, like yeah, I yeah. did like to go there sometimes and I would just sit there for a little bit and just like not meditate, but I would just it just felt like to me I was in a magical space, just put it that way. Where it felt nice. Yeah. Um this place like had like it was like almost like a fucking like you ever see like those big fucking huge coffee urns? That's like for a bunch of people. I had something almost like that that they had filled up with holy water that I guess that they would just go and then like fill up the little cup and then like hang it up on the thing. So like I saw that motherfucker and I was like, yo, fuck. So like one day, one day, one day I I go back and I bring like, I bring like I on my altar, I would have a thing of like water that I would use that I would like, you know, when I do the water and salt like around my altar, I would use it out of this bottle. So I was like, fucking, I brought it up to the fucking, I brought it up to the church and fucking filled it up with holy water. Like it was like fucking Gatorade or some shit like, you know, at the sidelines at a football fucking game, you know, pouring holy water into a fucking bottle to bring fucking home so I can use it to cleanse my fucking circle. There you go. I, <laughs> I was just like, I'm thinking about myself. I'm like thinking about the whole thing. And I'm like, yo, and I walked in wearing a fucking sweatshirt that said Salem, Massachusetts with a pentagram on the back of the fucking shirt. <laughs> I'm like, yo, look how like it just looks so fucked up and just so fucking silly. And just, <laughs> That's awesome. So many. It was just when I look back at the situation, I'm just like, yo, what the <laughs> the things you did for magic. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Do, do you um do you have any experiences with shadow people? Yeah, yeah. I've seen a few and got one on video, so they're really? interesting. Yeah. Have um, you ever been like held down and like where you can't breathe? No, no, I've never been held down by one. Um, right. But that's common. Yeah, a sleep paralysis. Yeah. Um, 
yeah sometimes yeah people just wake up they can't move and they just see like a person yeah it's fucking horrible man oh you had it happen yeah i have yeah oh wow your house or pardon where did it happen when it happened um where i lived before i live where i live now uh did it happen more than once yeah dang how often Um, to be honest with you, right, it happened more when I was fucking intoxicated or when I was alone. It was always when I was alone. Well, they can be dark, so yeah, that intoxication might have just got you down to that level where they could do that. What's up, John? John, uh, you saw that? Yeah, I was gonna. I didn't want to interrupt. He, he's actually the uh, the demon guy I was telling you about. So. Oh shit! All right. Oh nice. That's, just, that's good to know. Maybe we'll have him on uh, Freaky yeah. Friday. Soon. Yeah. Does he know about um, Belial and Asmodeus? Uh, Asmodeus. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> fucking Lee actually knows what the fuck he's talking about. Fucking, he just busts out Asmodeus. That's a key, mate. That's a key. Yeah. What you, fucking, what do you want to know about Paimon next? Fuck. <laughs> 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 okay. Anyway, it's fascinating. <laughs> no. Did you ever see that movie, Hereditary? Yes. yes, that was it all. Is, that's uh, that's based on a real fucking goetic demon, Paimon. Yeah, yeah. That shit yeah. is fucking it's, based uh, on a real on fucking it. character. Uh, I forgot about well, that movie. The grandma that was like practicing, and she like made like the son like the prince, and like got him. I don't remember how it went. But that was a creepy movie. That was yeah, good. yeah, yeah. That was some fucking wild shit. I remember I was watching that movie, and I'm like, yo, that. Fucking that that sign that they kept showing of that symbol, I was like, yo, I fucking know I've seen that from somewhere before, and like, I'm like, that looks like a fucking sigil. I'm like, I'm watching the movie, and like, you know, this is you know, a while back when I was practicing, so I think like I legit had like the fucking lesser keys like underneath the TV in like the TV stand, nice. and I'm like watching the movie. I'm like, no, wait, and you know what? I never even fucking used it. I just read it. Because it was a suggested read when I thought about joining the Astro Margentum. Um, I'm glad I read it because I at least I can say like what I know. You know, I know a little bit of an understanding of it. I just never practiced it. But uh, so like I saw this this symbol and I fucking I'm watching the movie and I'm like pulling out the book and I'm like, fuck, yeah, there it is. I was like, what the fuck? That's crazy. I was like, yo, this shit's like. And then they mentioned that. I, then I think they mentioned the Paimon. I think eventually or the. I saw that in theaters. It was super, super uh, stressful. <laughs> so, yeah. It's and a then slow, it, slow burn, and it, like, gets really going at the end. Yeah, but then even his other movie is kind of a, I mean, I would say kind of a slow burn as well. Mid, midsummer, midsummer, I mean, midsummer. I don't, you want to say I don't understand yeah. that at all. But. That's a wild movie. Me and uh, Sean McCann from Wake the Dead were possibly talking about covering that eventually. Yeah, I, I think that. Well, I mean, for me, it would be. I think. Well, I think it would be kind of easy, but uh, I think it would be a good movie to show occult symbolism done differently. Yeah, there's loads Cause, in it. Yeah, because there's loads. a lot in it, even like in boring shit. You know, like even in, in Hereditary, even at times, like you said, it's a slow burn. A lot of it is actually like kind of just dragging on like an, a, an archetype, like an occult archetype, and they're just dragging along yeah. the story well, to show crazy. you. Like, you know? People just like walking off the cliff and like yeah. killing themselves <laughs> on the rocks.
truck and then like yeah, yeah, yeah. sewed into the bear and it's crazy burned yeah i mean that would almost be like <laughs> skinwalker i mean there was even someone telling me that that's like a thing of like actually like wearing bear skin over yourself and like that's what oh, they yeah, did to that dude in the yeah. end of that movie yeah, and then set him on fire ritual yeah that seemed more pagan than like yeah than like uh native stuff but because it had a lot to do with like spring and rebirth and i don't know it was weird yeah it was definitely a wild movie yeah yeah i was i kind of i kind of took her on as like the uh it's like the maiden maybe of like you know the scarlet whore too like the girl in that movie i think she was kind of like in a sense that way yeah i didn't see that one but um lee you have any more questions you want to ask him my mind's blown, mate. Um, it's <laughs> fascinating. What about I? Do, yeah, do, what about any other? Do you have any other exorcism stuff? That that I find very interesting. <laughs> no, that's the only one I've, uh, I've right. witnessed. Yeah. But yeah. Do, yeah. do you know what? Right, actually, do, you can talk to John John about that. He's on to that. I get that like every day of his life, basically. So. <laughs> It's going on about skinwalkers. Are you at all familiar with them? Uh, I've never met one, but I know of them. <laughs> right. You, what, right. Yeah, what is a skinwalker to you? Um, It's like a shape-shifting spirit that could take on the form of a man or an animal. But more of like a cryptid, not like an actual animal. Like It's kind of like a weird... It turns like a wolf thing. Um, some of them have been mistaken for Bigfoot if they're not actually big feet. Um, but there's some, been some stuff spotted around Skinwalker Ranch that looks kind of like big feet, I guess, but they kind of crawl a little bit. But there's also just been some weird wolves or coyotes. But they, they look like a dog. They're just huge. Um but yeah, they could also look more like an elemental, I think. Like kind of humanoid, but obviously a little little weird. But yeah, that's definitely a Native American conjuring. Yeah. It makes me think about like a fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre and uh, like in like Ed Gaines and fucking... Um, yes, yes. Who was uh, that other one that uh, did... Uh, Fucking uh, skin, uh, Silence of the Lambs. You know, sometimes I wonder. I'm like, is there like some like weird like occult creep shit to that skinwalking stuff as well? I mean, it was kind of occult. It was just like foreign occult, native occult. Yeah, <laughs> I had somebody <laughs> did a on, ritual and stuff to conjure that, and then yeah, I had somebody that. on my show, and I think they took that whole idea all the way back to like Nimrod did it. You know, so like yeah, 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 yeah. That one was top, the top episode. Though. Oh, you know, I have, yeah. a, I have a question from somebody. Actually, fucking, that is a really good question. Uh, I would want to know what is your will and intent when you go into a location, and what is your end goal? Actually, a really good question. Um, my intent, I guess. I, I'm really like. Honestly, I just, I love documenting paranormal stuff and figuring like the different, um, 
kind of scientific elements to it. Like there's some, some weird stuff. Like they can produce light, like little photon events. Like you'll just see little pinpoints of light, but to produce, I'm kind of getting off on the question, but I I like the research, the, uh, just trying to figure out kind of the science, but also the history. Um, I'm always very respectful. Like I'm never going to provoke, like go into some location and start trying to provoke to get a reaction. Like if you don't want to answer my questions, fine. But usually they do. And I think that intent of just like respect um, helps you not gain attachments. Cause if you're challenging something, it might just be like, fuck you. I'm going to destroy your life. Um, but yeah, just, uh, you know, the respect, I really don't like it when people start like being like, Oh, fuck you ghosts. Like some people do that. Like they're very, (laughs) that makes me mad, (laughs) (laughs) but, (laughs) but yeah, so, so my intent is, well, that works well for TV. (laughs) It does. Yeah. My intent is usually to figure out what's there. Like, I, I, it really makes me feel good when I feel like I know the exact spirit I'm talking to, which has happened um, probably only twice, but that's just like that in itself is very rewarding. Um, and then what was the other part of the question? I don't remember. Sorry. Uh, do you will an intent goes into a location? Uh, what is your like your end goal with this? Like, oh, like, like, like yeah, or like, I guess maybe what are you hoping to get out of this? It's always to document like genuine paranormal activity. Well, you know what I want to ask? And maybe, maybe this, and not that I'm trying to push the answer out of your mouth. Maybe this might give a little bit of a, an answer to it. Cause I, I myself, the reasons why I have thought of kind of going in to this stuff or getting this equipment is because I do think you can with some equipment and shit you know, to have as evidence. Um, I, do you think it's scientifically possible to prove like a paranormal activity? Is that why you're documenting? Like, do you yeah. think you can scientifically prove that? I think it has been scientifically proven like more than enough times. Like it passes the scientific tests, like multiple teams could go into the same location and get the same thing pretty much or similar things, which is, you know, the repeatability of science. Um, and a lot of like, really like Tesla was really into it. Einstein, all these like brilliant minds didn't think it was nonsense. Edison was trying to talk to spirits. So. That's very true. Yeah. That was very true. <laughs> Do you think it's like, um, uh, the lots in like another dimension? What was that? Do you think they're like locked in another dimension? Yeah, I think it's hard to say, like, if they could slip between dimensions or if they're completely in this one. Yeah. Um, that's really hard to say. But I will say something that's pretty interesting is that I think they do um, consist of matter on some level. Because to create a photon, which is light, which they can do, that is a electron going around an atom and getting knocked out of orbit. And when it comes back into orbit, that's like what creates a photon. So to actually create what light, the there fuck? has to be matter. That's uh, interesting. Yeah. Matter, I think. Cause they I mean, it's not, 
It's like earlier you mentioned furries. Um, they call them the shining ones as well. Just uh, interesting when you mention light. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's actually been some, uh, like, some people that are really scientific about it. Or like one of the dudes from the new Ghost Hunters, not the old one. The old Ghost Hunters is okay too, but uh, the new ideation of the show that in 2019, they used this electron magnifying camera, which it could be pitch black, and the thing could take a photo of a single photon. So they've just like documented like some crazy light events that like you can't even see. They're like beyond our own perception they could just like yeah. amplify single photons so i don't know it's crazy but they definitely seem to have some matter and then in the in the ir light they reflect like we often call them light anomalies i don't i mean there are things that could light up but usually it's actually reflecting the ir light which means it's bouncing off something so oh. they look like light in the the ir light but i think they're actually some other, I don't even know if they're like atoms. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I think when you start getting into, I think you, like you said, like scientifically, I think you could really, that's why I would want to get into this stuff is because I think having, I mean, having the equipment, you can scientifically probably prove like something is. If you could film a ghost, if you could document that it's speaking like some people just say oh that's not a ghost speaking that's a person but no like i know like the one i was telling you earlier about the books the bookseller um there was legit there was only three of us there there was no one else there we all heard the same like loud voice just come out of the back room so like i don't know how to like how would you disprove that like, it's crazy um, but yeah, and a lot of people like if they film like a full body apparition, people just say, Oh, that's fake. So that's kind of how they like delegitimize it. But I mean, if you could film something, hear it, you could touch you. I mean, I don't know what else there's to prove on that front, really, except that most they're hard to find. So most people haven't seen them. So if you've never experienced anything, I guess it's good. Like, I don't, I don't know if I believe in Bigfoot just because I've never, like, you know. But I'm sure if anyone's ever seen a Bigfoot, they're like, you know, Bigfoot definitely exists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of almost an experience to, to really like... Yeah, you kind of have to experience it to even like be on the level of... Well, I mean, honestly, it's, 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 it. that's the same thing with magic, really. I mean, like, if you were to see something that you really believed that was like an apparition in front of you, if you believed it, I'm sure then that would... If that's your first time, that... Now, knowing, because you really believe it, that first time is probably going to make you question, like, a lot of shit. Yeah. And I even think, like, magic is, like, almost the same thing. Like, if that was, when you have a real magical experience, it could almost be on, like, that type of level as well, where you're going to be, like... And that's why I'm so into filming, recording, because, like, you could say all you want. Everyone says, even when I hear someone say an experience, I'm, you know, skeptical, but if you could actually film it, say this is my experience here's the video <laughs> <laughs> yo that's why i swear to god eventually when i have the money i want to buy a thermal camera and yeah. i'm going to set that motherfucker down and i'm going to try to put myself into a deep meditation <laughs> and i'm going to see if it fucking records anything different and i guarantee you it will yeah i've yeah. even believe it or not as much as i shit on you know joke around about zach baggins 
and his show being like fucking over the top. There, there was, you know, I do think every once in a while he, they do drop some jewels if you understand occultism or, if, you know, whatever. Maybe if you're looking at it outside the box. And there was an episode where they did use the thermal camera where I think he was talking to somebody who was considered like a medium. Yeah. And you no, they, did, they did see, stuff, you like, do see a difference. You start seeing this energy change and most people would probably say, all right, that's being faked because you could actually really see something was changing within this dude that was doing the mediumship or whatever. I yeah. don't think that was faked. I think that's real. And I guarantee you, if I was to fucking have one of those things and go into one of my meditations to where I start to see the eclipse, I guarantee you, you are going to notice something different on that camera. Something's yeah. going to change within myself. And I and to, uh, that basically that scientifically I'm going to prove it to myself. That's why I want to get some of this shit is because I yeah. think it's scientifically provable that paranormal yeah. and magic is real if you have the right equipment and you you know know what you're looking at. Yeah, they use they use some interesting equipment. I really like the the SLS camera. That the, you know what that is? Uh, the, yeah, like mapping. Yes, that's the stick figures. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, see that that's. That that's what. That's why I like having a lot of paranormal stuff on, is because I really do think the equipment that paranormal people use. If magicians were to have well, that, they'd well, be like, they'd be like, holy positive. fuck, I'm actually really doing something. You would know. <laughs> yeah. You would fucking know if, if we use the same equipment. You you would be able to document. I actually got results. Yeah, the SLS camera. Um, it can give some false positives, I think, but there are ways to like make sure it's not. Like if there's like a free floating stick figure that's not against a wall, I think the ones against the wall, like for some reason, the laser grid could map your reflection that you can't see. Oh, it outlines that. But if it's free floating in space, or a lot of times people like point it at a chair, they're like, "Oh, there's something sitting in that chair," but the chair is meant like the back of the chair. It's meant for your soldier, your shoulder dimensions. So the thing, think it's like the same width. It has like the oh, hip. I get what you're a figure there, I think. Yeah, um, you never know. But that doesn't mean you can't get a good good reading on one. If it it's was, free floating in space and you ask it to like raise its arm and it raises its arm, that's pretty good uh, evidence. They're always like on. They always look like they're like dry humping somebody's shoulder on Ghost Adventures. Oh, they got they got crazy. <laughs> like this haunted strip club. They got like a. They literally got one like dancing. I remember. Yeah. That was so weird. And that Yo, was, I fucking like, remember that shit. shit. Holy fuck. I remember that one. <laughs> that shit, I was like, yo, are you fucking kidding me with this? But you I think, think that shit's real? Or you think it's easy? Oh, yeah. You yeah. do? Uh, SLS. Have you have you ever used one? Have you ever personally they, they used do, one? They do real stuff, but like obviously sometimes when you do an investigation, it's. But it's I mean, not, like. Exciting as the shows make it, so if it's not as ex that exciting, like they'll like they'll do what any investigator does when it, nothing's going down. You bust out a spirit box and yeah. something, and yeah, you know, people, for the show, it's whatever. That's fine. But do you have you ever used one? Because I, I, I do think that those things are, are legit. I've just questioned. Yeah. I've just questioned because of the show. I've questioned the, no. like what they're uh, showing, but yeah, I'm just, I do dumb. think those things are legit. I've never gotten a responsive spirit box. I'm like, that's definitely no, 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 not those. I'm talking about the LS, the uh, whatever camera you were talking. Oh about. yeah, we've used those. On those, I'm not sure I've ever gotten a real. 
positive, but you can. I'm not like against that. Like the best tech, the best equipment is stuff that's not always giving you stuff. You know, a lot of well, the best probably because it's more legit. Yeah, because the yeah. ghosts are hard to find. Yeah. So if you have like something, a piece of equipment that like never yeah. does anything, then one time it does something, you're like, holy shit! Like, <laughs> like we have this one EMF meter. It's called a Paralyte, and the range on it's so like small that it never does anything. Like you take it to that bookstore and that thing starts lighting up intelligently. And so that thing's a pain in the ass because it never does anything. So you're like, oh, this thing sucks. But then when it does do something, you're like, holy shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, but a lot of the best equipment and stuff has been like, just like, it's not actually made for paranormal investigating. It's just like people have adapted it to that. Well, like know- a really good uh, tool is a, it's like a cat toy. They're like little motion sensor balls that they'll like bat and they light up. But if you <laughs> turn those on and you put them on like a bed or something. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. I can see how that makes sense. Like, right? like there's no way to really like something has to hit that for it to move. But if something like sits down on the bed, it will like roll a little bit. That's pretty. So- I wonder if I'm thinking if I've ever actually seen that used before. I got a video one of those too. I'll send you one of the video, the, the link. That's interesting. My actually teammate. Justin Sutter, who just came back, he has a video. They're sitting in the living room is with when he's with a different team. And uh, they have one of those cat balls on a table. It just goes flying off. Like, it's crazy. So that's pretty cool. You know, you were mentioning, like, about, like, the equipment, the type of equipment. And I, I was going to mention it before. I forgot what which one it was. It was this one that you were talking about that was, like, Catching reflections of the fucking photon or whatever it was. What are you saying? Like these a camera that would pick up that type of light? Oh right? yeah, that's a electron magnifying camera. Like They're the fact expensive. that that exists. Yeah, that should it's tell you like the reason. Yeah, I mean, that, that why does that exist? Is because somebody believed that you can actually capture that. It or something. Is, that's actually that's actually a different. That's a well, like for whatever reason it was made. I'm saying, like, yeah, even if yeah. that, like, again, if you're adapting that to be used for paranormal, the whole thing of that machine even being made and that you can capture that with that should make you oh, just yeah. wonder itself. Like, is why was this made and why you know and it can do that? Like, you know, you know, um, the, the film paranormal activity. I think it's the fourth one. Uh, the dimension one is that the camera sort of what they're using that where it picks up like like that dark matter. Um, I don't remember that one. I think so. I don't know. No. Yeah. I don't remember that movie. That you know, but yeah, honestly, my my favorite equipment is just a tape recorder, a camera, and like a a REM pod, which I was talking about. Nice, nice, the REM pod. Like, yeah. Oh, I had uh, Jonah asking since uh, since he's in Texas, does he ever get into any of the uh, Mexican Mara Sutra stuff, whatever it's called? Uh, Do you know I what he's know. talking about? Yeah, I, I understand what he's getting at. This, it's I think it's some kind of like I think I've heard of that but witchcraft I'm not stuff. Sure. Like I wonder, yeah, if you've heard of any tales of that around. I never. Yeah, I think um, I haven't gotten into it now. Okay. All right. But yeah, that's that's crazy. Is there any places I mean, that you've gone to specifically 
and then maybe we'll wrap it up after this. Hopefully, you have a an answer for it. Have you ever gone to a place specifically because you thought of a cult practices or whatever was the reason why? Um, not specifically Damn. for that. Reason. A lot of the places like I go to, like they, like people have done that. Like in uh, Waverly Hills, I was talking about like that place was abandoned for so long. Like some Satanist got in there and like killed a hobo and his dog and did some like ritual shit. Yeah. You know? Why the dog? Fuck. I'm a Satanist. Yeah, right. Satanist. It's fucking weird. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of times they'll do like animal sacrifices and stuff in these abandoned buildings to try and draw stuff in. They'll do like, they'll often be like pentagrams on the ground or something. Have you ever picked up anything weird over there? Over where? At that Waverly uh, place that you just... Is that what it, you... Oh, yeah, yeah. At that place is... That's a place like 11,000 dead. But they have... They supposedly have a, right, right. a creeper there. Like a shape-shifting something other than human. I didn't run into it, but people have... Right. Crawls around. And I guess if you see it, you just have to like stand your ground. <laughs> <laughs> It feeds out fear, like it will come at you if you like run or something. So you're like, fuck off, it just kind of leaves you alone. Yeah, yeah, it definitely feeds on fear. Lee, do you have uh, any questions before we wrap it up? I have, mate, just one more. You know, um, how you got marks on your leg? Yeah, have you ever been marked with at any other time? No, nah, it's the only time I've been marked, which is crazy, right? right. <laughs> But yeah. Oh, okay. And what was the shape of it again? You said it was almost like a, a J kind of, or like a swoop. It was like a kind of like a curved line, but then it had another line kind of like going through it, like a C. Oh shit! Uh, Vesica Pisces, or was that what that's called? So we actually looked up what it meant. I think what it what we kind of interpreted as was it was like trying to block my wisdom or something like that. That, 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 that looks like a ruin, and I'm like, okay. That's and then weird. Like, all into that, so she looked in her ruined stuff, and we found it. So that's what. Uh, yeah, that one. But it's something like trying to block wisdom or something. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's really interesting. Yeah, because that that symbol itself, I think, is very occult. You know, the um, in the middle part. Like you're saying, if it's if it's basically like two C's that are almost kind of uh, opposite of each other, but crossing. Yeah. That middle part that's kind of like that. That's like the shape of the OTO Laman, and I do believe mm-hmm. that that's you know kind of why they use that shape. It was kind of like two C's, except one. It, did, it wasn't. It wasn't. Didn't have like the quite the. It was more like long and kind of bowed a little bit, and then the other one like intersected it, and they. So it was definitely strange. I'll try and send you a picture. Oh, nice one. Um, whoa, actually, can we screen share? If, actually, you, if know. you know how to do it, you can put it up, man. I don't know how to do it, but... Oh, <laughs> shit. All right. Let's see. I mean, if not, you can send no, it there's to... share. Yeah. Do I just hit share? Well, you go to you open up the photo or whatever it is first, and then, then go to share. All right. Yeah, because then I won't see it. And don't and don't close the window. If you close the fucking window of whatever you want to share, I won't see it. Literally, click back over to Streamyard. Don't close the photo or the video, or whatever you want to show. Okay, so just hit share and it'll come up. Yeah, and then I'll accept it. 
Should I do oh, share a screen? Yeah. Hopefully this works. Do you see a picture of my leg? No, no, it would be popping up as like me giving you a like okay to even show it. I don't even get that. How do I hit share? Yeah, when you click on share, you'll see like uh, video files, slides, share screen. You open up the you open up the photo, and you go over to Streamyard and you share, and then you pick like a uh, window. You uh, share screen, and then from there you choose window, and then you should see your photo. And then you click on the photo. I don't know, you may not be able to, you know, you might be having a problem. Yeah, maybe. Just let me try real quick. Yeah, if, yeah, if, if you can't, though, send it to me, and I'll throw it up in the video at the end anyway. When I, yeah. when I, when I make it this into a video, I'll add that in anyway. Sounds like a sensual symbol. Yeah, yeah, it really sounds like almost like that. Uh, I'm probably screwing up the name. Oh, there we go. There we go. All right. Oh, shit. There it is. Like that. Looks like um, a Viking got pagan. Um, oh, no, I want symbols on it. Yeah, now I want black. Did you close it? Oh, I did. I did. There, there you go. Is. All right, hold on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so you know, like deep it is, like around the like the lower. So it's like a line with that. That's interesting. Yeah, crazy, it, this, this does going to look like, like a fucking runer or some shit. That is weird, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Interesting. Thank right, you. I'll play, I'll play. Wow. Yeah, thank you. Awesome, man. So uh, you want to plug your stuff again? Yeah, um, Lone Star Paranormal Research um, on Instagram. We have all our stuff up there. Please follow us because trying to trying to grow. Um so yeah, we have all these clips. I don't have that picture up there, but I have most of the other stuff I talked about. The shadow figure, the cat ball moving, the voice in the bookseller. Um, yeah. So we're going to do more stuff coming up. I'm trying to plan some stuff right now. So. That's all right. And I think your links are already in there already because I had you give them to me prior. Uh, so yeah, so go uh, go check out his stuff. Uh, Melody is saying, I don't know if she's saying this is what she thinks it is. Uh, it says uh, Kano Germanic Rune. So maybe look up uh, Germanic Runes or something and see if anything like that might, okay. uh, might, might match your leg there, sir. Yeah. Thank you, Eric. Uh, thank you, everybody, for you know, you. jumped in yeah. and uh, in the chat and watched all the live people uh, for the questions. Thank you all. Uh, I think it's great when you guys come on and stuff. It's great. That's why I do the lives like to be able to uh, interact with the listeners, let them ask questions if they want. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, thank you for uh, coming on again, Kellen. Yeah, it was great. That was awesome. Thanks, Definitely. Thanks, we, we will have you back on again and just ask you more specific questions, you know, instead of just, you know, like this was kind of just like an organic talk. Maybe next time I'll have you on and actually try to ask you specific shit. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Uh, enjoyable conversation. Thank yeah, you. that was good. Thank you. I had a really good time. Um, yeah. Lee, my co-host, thank you so much, buddy. Always yeah, nice have anytime, mate. Yeah, nice to meet you, sir. Nice to meet you. The uh, show notes for uh, for my boy over here with uh, Texas Lone Star. His show notes are in the bottom. Subconscious Realms is in the bottom, and then 
my show and all the Discord and all that other crap uh, is in the bottom as well. And uh, that is the end of another uh, Freaky Fridays, a pre-recorded, <laughs> pre-recorded Freaky Fridays on a Wednesday night. Uh, thank you very much. I had a great time, man. I, I really thank you. I appreciate your time. Yeah, mate. yeah, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Thank you. And, and until the next one, everybody be well. Later. Right.